On this episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, we're going down to Georgia. He's an Atlanta Braves fan, LSU fan, but most importantly, well-traveled man, MP in the Air Force. has got some great stories to tell, and if you want to come on the We Don't Know Sports Podcast, go to WDKSports.us, fill out a guest intake form. We'd love to have you if you got some interesting stories, but we hope you enjoy these. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. You know, they say this time of year can be a dead week in sports, right? Like we're in between the conference championships, the Super Bowl. But, you know, it's never it's never stopping for us, Mongo. We always find people. We go – it doesn't matter the walk of life. And, you know, Greg Rawlings, one of our hosts, he's a big Braves fan, but he's got the flu. Down and out. And and for us to, to just reach out the olive branch and let him know we care about him, we found a guy that I, it looks like he might have pulled it out of a dumpster. It's a dirty Braves hat. Maybe that means he's a fan, but I think he's coming all the way the bottom. Like, oh no, it's got the star on it. He he corrected me with his his visual there, but uh, oh no, what is that? What is on the bottom? Jad Welch joins us from I think Louisiana. Are you down Bayou Country? Uh, no, I'm actually in Georgia. I retired here, but uh, I I am by way of the Bayou. All right, I so let's just start like off. Like, how did you become a Braves fan? Because earlier when we were getting started here, you were telling me you grew up outside of Philly. Yeah. So both my parents were in the military. They they split uh when I was about five. My mom went back to Pennsylvania right outside of Philly, and my dad went back home to Louisiana. Um, schools were better up north. No offense to anybody watching. Um so I went to school in PA, and then I spent every summer down in Louisiana with TBS. So it was happy days, Charles in charge, and uh, and the Braves baseball or WGN the Cubs, but we know how that goes. So I think that's why so many people nationally became Cubs or Braves fan. You know, it was just a simpler time. Now everybody's so oversaturated with all these viewing options and whatnot. But when you only had like twenty five channels, and one of them was the Superstation. I mostly watched like WCW back in the day on TBS, but that's a different conversation. But what, why did they start at like eight Oh five and seven Oh five? What was that stupid shit about? I never understood that. I have no idea. And if you notice it kind of, it kind of took over. I mean, you got a, the NBA final starting at eight seventeen sometimes. And even NLCS is and all that at weird times. It's like started at seven. We'll be there. That's how I so. set my alarm clock. It's like eight oh three random times. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent I got up at 513 this morning. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> awful specific, but someone who's in the military might know those things that well. But I, I would do it just because if I wake, I don't I sleep through alarms, man. Like I'm one of those people that I don't I don't fall asleep. I have these short-term comas that like my like <laughs> I, I'm letting everybody know right now they could rob me blind and I wouldn't wake up. So whenever my alarm goes off for the fourth time, like it needs to be on a weird number. So I already have that assumption I've overslept by however many times it's gone off. So I might uh, incorporate a little bit more of that fine tuning that you gentlemen are making me aware of. Are those, uh, those are life hacks you can get here. At we don't know sports, right? That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. We're here for you guys. We're not just here to guide you through sports, but through life. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of life. Uh, so your parents were in the military. You, uh, did I read that right? You were air force as well, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I did 20 years security forces, uh, basically MP of the Air Force. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, we it was pretty cool. Uh, we were about the only 
um, career field that had different jobs in garrison or home station. We were police uh, when we deployed and I deployed a lot. We were air base ground defense. We were the army of the air force. We were out in foxholes building up, you know, Constantine wire, setting out perimeters, doing patrols, uh, all kinds of stuff. So, all right. So what's the, what's the craziest shit you ever saw as an MP? Cause I'm sure you had to see something. Well, I mean, every DUI was funny in some sort <laughs> of way. Uh, I did, I do have a funny story. Um, so I was in Iraq, uh, right in 2003, right after we invaded, I was up in, uh, Kirkuk, which was northern Iraq, where the, a lot of the Kurds were. Um, I was on patrol. We kept having this guy try to deliver is a a big fuel truck. Um, one of the like you would see delivering gas, like to you know convenience stores or whatever. And he kept coming to the gate. Well, we were on lockdown because we were on high alert because they had just uh, they had just captured Chemical Ali, and it was kind of a big deal because he did a lot of. Uh, experiments on the Kurds. And like I said, it was a high Kurdish area. Yeah. So we were, we, we told everybody don't delete, no deliveries to base. No, nothing like do not come to base. It, we don't trust any of you guys. I mean, I can say that now 10 years out. So, <laughs> so this guy, this guy kept coming and coming and we kept sending this one patrol. And it, I mean, call him, I can curse, right? You can say whatever the fuck yep. you want, buddy. Okay, perfect. So we kept sending this weak dick dude over there to try to send him away, and it came back three times. So <laughs> on the fourth time, I'm like, yo. I said, I said, don't send him. I'm going. So I went over there, and I was with this other guy. He was from Virginia. Um, I was like, cover me. He ran over behind a Jersey barrier. It's kind of like those. Do you guys know what Jersey barriers are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yes. okay. So he got behind a Jersey bearer, took cover and was aiming at the dude. And I walked up and I said, you know, I, I did the international. I was trying to be nice. I was like, no deliveries today. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, no deliveries today. He's like, I don't know. So I cocked my or racked my M4 and I basically put the muzzle right around his lips. Like I was a man and he was a woman trying to get some action and I said, no deliveries today. Get in your truck. Get in your truck. Go back. Call your supervisor. But it's not happening today. Perfect English. He's like, so you, I need to go back and check. I mean, he's talking to me like I'm talking to you. I need to go back and call my supervisor and uh, deliver when you can talking to the base. I said, absolutely. So I called my M4 Rosetta Stone the rest of the time. Like it taught that motherfucker English immediately. <laughs> yeah it's amazing uh what the brain's capable of when you have that old shit moment oh yeah that and was I'm, uh I, that was very good storytelling i that was illustrative and uh i felt like i could see it yeah i was uh I, it was like a scene out of war dogs i might have missed or something were you in the you triangle said, of death <laughs> never oh i don't know maybe <laughs> i could go on so and how, on i mean i tell stories for days how many uh deployments did you have let's see um, I went, my first ever was to Prince Sultan Air Base in Saudi Arabia. Um, with, that's an interesting story because Osama bin Laden, I mean, you've heard about him. He, his dad had like 900 kids and our whole entire base was built by bin. It had bin Laden everywhere. Like we're trying to find bin Laden even back then. 
and uh, we're looking at like oil, like heaters and stuff outside of buildings and all that. And says Bin Laden over on everything, but it was his dad, not Osama. Um, Still though, that's just that just shows you how fucked the world is. Oh, hundred percent. I'm like, why are we dealing with this dude? Yeah, don't even start. But yeah, Bin Laden everywhere. Uh, I've been to UAE. Uh, I went to Oman, Afghanistan, Iraq, Korea, Bosnia, Czechoslovakia, Italy. That was nice. Um, I've been stationed in Korea. Uh, I've flown into what China. Part of Italy? Yeah, what part uh, of Italy? Because he, he's a Mr. Italian Stallion here. Okay, so the base was San Vito de Normani. It was some of the closest cities are like uh, Brindisi, Lecce. Um, it was really nice. Is Mongo? Where is that Mongo? Not a clue. <laughs> All right. So if you're looking at Italy as a boot, and and I have a the way I talk, it's hard to understand. It's at the top of the heel of the boot. Okay, like I got looking, you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. It was very nice because uh we got to stay in a civilian house and it like as you walked out the front door, there was the Adriatic Sea. That, oh man. That's amazing. And you were TDY to Italy. I mean it, they tried to call See, it. I, I get a lot of uh, people that have like tourist uh, wise gone over to Italy and they complain about it and how people treat them over there, especially if you're American. But what's it like being a serviceman over there? Well, you automatically get that bad rap that we're only there to get drunk and sleep with their women. But I and the problem with me is I'm six, six. So I'm I'm like not only am I big in China, I'm big everywhere I go. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm always looked at. I I was in Okinawa. I was I was stationed there as my first base, and we were at a McDonald's off base. And I was going to throw my tray away, and this little uh, Okinawan kid goes to go, and he stops like dead in his tracks. And I was like, "Go ahead." He wouldn't go, so I threw my trash away. I come back, dude's still frozen. So I was like, "I must be like white. I must be like white Godzilla." <laughs> oh <That's> no! <laughs> oh, I, so let me ask you this: all this deployment and travel. This is a sports show, right? Like we love hearing the life stories. I mean, that, that's yeah, what yeah. makes the world go round. But when you're traveling and being deployed like that, how well are you able to even like? You're a Braves fan. You're an LSU fan. Like, how are you able to keep tabs on that stuff, or is it virtually impossible? Well, I mean, the internet helped. I, I joined in '95, and it was non-existent. So uh, but I remember I can I can backtrace you know sporting events to my times like so I got to Okinawa in '95 and I believe that was the Orlando Ma- Orlando Magic uh, Rockets finals and okay that I think that, that checks on. out I, I'm with you I'm with you yeah Anthony Shaq uh, Keem the Dream Dick Dexter. Anderson. Yeah, 3D oh, yeah. Dennis Scott. You know that's what they say. These guys can just sit around and name players for hours. It's fun. Hundred percent. Yeah, six degrees of separation. Kevin Bacon's in there somewhere. But um, yeah. So you guys would watch it at eight o'clock at night, or my bad, eight seventeen. And uh, I was watching it at <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. Um, and oh, Kirk Cook. And, yeah, and Kirk Cook in uh, 03, I believe that was the. See, that's what I'm talking about. It was the Red Sox. Uh, come back against the Yankees. Yeah, need, beat the Curtis right? checker. Yeah. Um, so I remember that. I was watching that at 
three in the morning. Um, I was in Oman right after September 11th. I was watching uh, the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees, which I would have never guessed. So, I mean, it was That's there. how you know baseball is not scripted because the Yankees should have won that that year, but the NFL, you know, clearly scripted. Uh, yeah, it's close. It's I mean, if you go on the logo curse, I guess that didn't pan out with the Ravens. But yeah, it's see, I it's, never it's bought that one. So much. I didn't buy that one. I didn't buy it. I buy the uh, Kansas City and Taylor Swift inflating the value by four hundred million dollars in merchandise. I buy that one. Oh, 100 percent. Well, I mean, if you go to the curse next year, it's supposed to be the uh, it's supposed to be the Steelers and the Saints. And that ain't happening because both those teams suck. And I'm a Saints fan. Please don't let it be the Steelers. That would be that's no. I don't. Well, all right, so you you say you're a Saints fan? Yes, sir. No, yeah, Pickett's not getting there. But you're saying so you grew up in Philly, but ended up in Louisiana at some point. So how did you get there? Because you got LSU as as one of your squads. So I want to. Not very many people from Philly. Not that you would probably be a Temple fan by any means. But how how did you become that LSU fan? It's the same thing. So. Uh, up north, you, you start school the Monday after Labor Day, right? And then down south, you started like August 1st. So all the kids are back in school. I got no one to hang with. My dad's taking me to Saints uh, summer camps. And it just it just kind of stuck. I mean, I'm, I'm the one kid that liked my dad's team. I didn't like to root against my dad. So, and it was hard. I mean, I'm talking like the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, Morton Anderson, like it was, it was hard for a while till we got Drew Brees. Really, Sean Payton. Morton Anderson could be that could be several decades. <laughs> I, I, I remember those days. But hey, we we just got joined by one of our co-hosts, Canadian Biggie, who was having a a Donnie Brook with his dogs or something. I think he's got a question for you. Hundred percent. I was trying to think back to the uh, '90s Saints. There, they had a killer linebacker group. We had uh, Sam Mills. Sam Mills, uh, yeah, God, you remember who all those guys were? You, they because you asked, I can see them. Uh, well, he's not a he's not a linebacker, but it's coming to my head is Craig Ironhead Hayward. His kid played for the Steelers, I think. Um, oh, I but yeah, back. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's two others, and because you asked me, I can't think of them right now. So, I think. I, 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 I got the Dome Patrol. I got the Dome Patrol. Yeah. We got Ricky Jackson, Vaughn yep, Johnson, Sam Mills, Pat Swilling. I had Pat his Swilling. I had a monster to the gridiron card for him. <laughs> they had um, that's during that time, the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, during that time they had uh it was called rallies. It was uh it's like a McDonald's. And their little thing was cha-ching. I know what rallies is. We, okay, we have okay. rallies and checkers up here in West by God, Virginia, and they have okay. delicious French fries. I apologize. Their French fries are amazing. But um, they're so during the 90s, their little uh, moniker or whatever was cha-ching, and the Saints rode that thing till it was dead. I, I tell you what, when I was in, uh, I went to Louisiana a couple years ago, and uh, so I've never ate at a Whataburger, and they have them down there. But I guess Raising Cane's is kind of from that area too. Damn, I got oh, some yeah. good chicken down there. I'm, I'm a fan of some Raising Cane's, but oh, yeah. I will say uh, Louisiana food scene probably not the best to talk about fast food. They got so much other good shit going on down there. Oh yeah, I don't know how they're. I don't know how fast food stays in business with all their other stuff. 
hundred percent. I mean, if you just, you just need to open you a drive through that does like alligator bites and some, you know, gumbo and you, you'd probably do all right. Well, I guarantee they, they have a drive through that they don't have in West by God, Virginia. And that's a daiquiri shop. You can literally drive through and get a daiquiri. Oh, so yeah. I went to a uh, wedding in Natchitoches. It was a destination wedding. My ex-wife's cousin was getting married, and that is no lie. You can go through. I I'm a big bourbon guy. That had uh, mm. Be- Jim Beam and Jack Daniels, but yeah, drive-through liquor. It's freaking awesome. You want know, sixteen oh, yeah. ounce, you want thirty-two ounce. It's amazing. It's the only place I've ever been that has that. That's why I want to live there. And I it, spent and a lot of time in Savannah last year, um, and they've got open container there now, and they've got. Uh, the daiquiri shops where you can just, there's a hundred flavors in there. You can go and pick from. Oh, I loved it. We went to Savannah for uh, a friend of ours birthday last October and they had that pedal pub and we were just open container everywhere, like walking from the bike to a bar. And, and it's funny with the daiquiri shop that you were talking about, Biggie is like their own, like, I'm sorry, my wife has a drink here. Like their only protection of you not drinking it as soon as you get it is like, the the ripped off straw yeah (laughs) they put it in there as soon as you drive away you take it off and drink well they had the crazy rule too you're 18 you can go to a bar and drink but if you wanted to buy it at the time saver you had to be 21 yeah that was really weird yeah yeah i didn't know if that was still a thing because about 10 years wow 12 years ago when i was down there for the wedding but you go to different places and a couple of the younger cousins could come in and they could drink and it was fine they just graduated Mm -hmm. high school oh yeah it's, it is strange. I mean, I went to a couple bars on the quarter when I was 17. Again, being so tall, they're like, oh, this guy's good. I mean, some of the stores I could buy 40s when I was 14. So it's just, <laughs> it's unreal. It, I mean, it, Louisiana is a, a different vibe, but like the closer you get to New Orleans, it, it gets very much different. I, I got to stay in the Garden District and like okay. even over there, and you're not even in like Bourbon Street, it's still a fun city. And I know people say it's dirty and I, and look, it's got its opportunities, but you know, if you constantly get flooded and shit on all the time, you're going to have some problems. But, you know, I always talk about like cities, like we live in West Virginia with two, two and a half hours from where we live. There's a city with a million people in it, Columbus, Ohio. It's got no personality. It is just whatever the hell go. it is. Yeah, we lagged there for a minute. It's all yeah, good. I, I was talking about how it just doesn't have any personality, but like New Orleans, man, like that is personality. Like, you know, with that city, it's got a pulse, it's got a vibe, it's got a feel to it, and it's hot as shit. That's the only thing I don't like about it. Oh, yeah, definitely muggy. Um, yeah, I mean, you could take a ride on the street. It's like a choose your own adventure, especially down on Bourbon and all that. Even going to the Garden District, like you said, you go over on St. Charles Place, and it's it's the same kind of vibe, different kind of people, but I mean everyone's everyone's pretty laid back i mean you you can get into trouble like any city but it i mean it you can get in a lot of fun trouble i was uh surprised i didn't see a lot of homeless down there and you know i figured where it was warm and maybe they just do a better job hiding them but of a lot of cities i've I've been to new orleans uh they did a better job hiding it i think it it all depends i mean you might have been out at the bars because you know they bourbon street they'll sweep the they bring the street sweepers out and basically pressure wash the street every night. So they might've been out of have there to. not to get rained on. All right. So LSU, man, you go to any games at death Valley. What's that like if you have. So the year that we got the year we beat Bama nine, six in Tuscaloosa, 
I went to, I didn't go to that game, obviously. I went, that was 2011, I think, 10 or 11. I remember that because both teams were amazing, but it was just, it was all defense. Yeah. So I went to the Arkansas game. That was Teran Matthew. Uh, they were up. Arkansas was up either 10 nothing or 14 nothing. And Teran Matthew, uh, Honey Badger, returned a kick. It was either a punt or a kickoff. Returned it. Game change. They won by 30. Awesome. I was sitting up, I think, next to God. I mean, I, I was looking down on the library <laughs> and everything, but I mean, happy to be there. Uh, my sister worked for a company that got me tickets to the SEC championship game the next week. That was against Georgia. I lived in Georgia then. So I went to that again. I don't remember the stats. Uh, Georgia was up 10 or 14. I think it was 10. Um, Teran Matthew returned a punt. It was the one where he dropped it probably a yard short, but they didn't. Why does that work? Why is it when somebody drops a kick? Like I swear half the time, it seems like they take it to the house. It's like the defense gets mental or something or the coverage team. Oh, well, it's like, I mean, I don't know if you guys played basketball, but like, it's like the other team catches a dunk in high school and it's like the other team feels shit on and they're like, we suck. And then they just take advantage. But so then they ran it and it was funny because all the Georgia fans talking shit up 10, nothing, just like the Arkansas game. They're like, I was like, just watch the game, man. So uh, they they ended up winning that game. Then I went to the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, dressed up in my LSU gear, all excited. Everyone's <laughs> like, what are you doing here? That was uh, Ohio State, Florida. Um, I think Ohio State won. And then I watched They play the, that in the Jaguars, Jaguars Stadium? That- 100%. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like being where I'm at in Georgia because I can hit Florida sports. I can hit Atlanta sports, L- uh LSU usually plays a game every once in a while in the uh, in the Mercedes Benz Dome in Atlanta. So, but uh, so I go to that game and then I'm all excited. I'm I had a good feeling about LSU, but then that was the game that we didn't get across the 50 yard line except once. But there is the conspiracy theory that that was when we were going back and forth with Jarrett Lee and uh, what was that other guy's name Jefferson Jordan. Not Jordan Jefferson, but his cousin. The quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So we were going back and forth with that. He went with – Les Miles went with Jefferson. Everybody wanted Jarrett Lee, and there's a big T-Bob Bear going back to Bobby Bear that they threw the game, the line threw the game, which, I mean, I could see that because that O-line sucked that game, but – uh, you know, you know what though, like that era of LSU, like we're not LSU fans, but I can appreciate LSU and SEC football. And it always seems like they were a national title contender. And it was like, if only they had a quarterback, like I felt like it was a decade of seasons that went by and was like, man, if LSU got have a quarterback, they'd run the table and they just couldn't do it. Even in 03 and 05, when we won, we did, really didn't have a quarterback. We just had a good enough team to compensate for the quarterback. Like the Ravens and uh, what was that quarterback? Trent Dilfer. Had? Trent Dilfer, yeah. yeah. Trent Dilfer. The Dilfer exception. But uh, it was nice to finally have um, Joe Burrow. But as soon as oh, I yeah. – as soon yeah. as he left, Let's go, Joe yeah, Burrow. Got a Bengals fan in the house right here. Yeah. Well, I almost became a Bengals fan when the Saints messing around with the moves. I mean, you got, you got half a LSU squad on there. I feel I bad. Know, right? You're more than welcome. We accept bandwagon fans. So. <laughs> the Saints used to do 
their uh, their training camp in West Virginia. Oh yeah, the yeah, Greenbrier. I remember that. I remember that. And um, at a luxury golf course owned by our governor. That's West Virginia politics in a nutshell. Oh yeah, we could talk about politics and have to have to reboot three more times. I know we'd have to do a, a whole other damn show with all that stuff. That's uh, me yeah. and Biggie talk all the time about just going down the rabbit hole and conspiracy theories, but that's not this show. So we won't do that. And you, you were wearing the nice Braves hat that I thought was dirty, but it wasn't have like palm leaves or something on the bill. Yeah, what, what this, was on the bottom of that? This is the Dodgers. Wasn't it the Dodgers? That's the all-star game hat. That's the all-star game. Okay. Yeah. I think it was, were they in Anaheim maybe? I, I, th- I think I'm supposed mm. to be tropical Cali here. I think it was two, it was two years ago. I'd be, I wouldn't pay attention to any all-star MLB stuff after they ripped it out of uh, Atlanta a couple years ago. Oh, in uh, we're, 20, yeah, we're supposed three, 21. Two, they went to Colorado, 22. I think. Yeah. They're supposed to be back in the year. The Braves though. won the world series. Yeah. Y'all yeah, won that. That was 100%. your, yeah. Maybe baseball is rigged after all y'all lost the all-star <laughs> game. So they felt bad for you and gave you that. Thanks. Thanks Rob Manfred. I'll take that. Though. That's what everybody says. Over, I'll take a championship over a all-star game all day. Uh, no, nah, but hey, if there's a a franchise to always be on the up and up, man, Atlanta's got that shit locked down right now, man. So how optimistic are you as a Braves fan? Well, I wish they could figure out this uh, playoff system because that bye week, or not bye it's week, killing you. yeah, every year, every year, or. What is who do we have? The Cardinals, the one year where we had the play-in, and they waxed us like eleven nothing in the first inning, and we played tried to play catch up. I, I made a video of Stuff. a bunch of kids running around the bases, and it got like five million views during that game. It was ridiculous because that it was eleven to nothing to the end of the first, right? Yeah. Oh, and I was up in Pennsylvania with my uh, with my family, and they were giving me a bunch of shit. They're like, "Oh God, you made the playoffs." I'm like. But yeah, I mean, and they wait until it's safe enough to give you a shit. And they're like, up oh, double digits, first inning. We can talk now. Oh, well, hundred percent. And I mean, it, where are the Phillies? I mean, granted now they're, they're, they're the ones that waxed our ass, but still, I mean, I, I'm one of those guys. Like I don't talk until I can talk. You know what that I'm saying? That was the like, Phillies world series right there. That divisional round matchup. Oh, hundred percent to beat us in the end. Two guys in the NL East. That was that probably got more burn than the Diamondback series too. We, I mean, we talked was... about it on the show quite a bit as far as you know, football, you need that you need that bye week. It's an advantage because you you get the shit you get the shit beat out of you all year and you mm-hmm. get a week to heal. Um baseball's 100%. not the same thing. You're in a rhythm. Um and you need to stay in that rhythm. Oh, I I agree 100% and it, 2 years ago we were trying to chase down the Mets and win the division and we did it. And then it's like, we blew our load and went to sleep for the, for the playoffs. And then last yep. year we just were doing so well, we wanted to keep going. And then it's like, Oh, you get a week off. And they're they're they, At least they addressed it. They were doing inner squads with the Gwinnett stripers and stuff like that, making it fun, making money, having people come watch them. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you have the Phillies come into town and you're playing the minor league team, it's like me, me having to go fight Mike Tyson and warming up with my 18 year old son. Like, come <laughs> you on, can't simulate that. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get hit in the mouth. You got to have a plan, you know. So where where you're at in Georgia, are you able to make it to many Braves games? 
Yeah, that's actually where I met Greg. That's how I got, I guess, wrapped up with you guys. Uh, we were yeah, so he's and- not here. He's not here. So go ahead and tell everybody how wonderful the battery is, because that's all I hear about from him all the time. I mean, the drinks are expensive. There's a shit ton of people and you're walking around with a ton of ball sweat. It's hot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The battery's fun, but I mean, I give a shit. I want to be in the game watching the game and drinking a beer. Like, I don't want to be standing in line, but we got up there early that game and they were giving something away. Uh, I think it was Ron Gant bobblehead night. And he just happened to be standing in front of me and then you know, two like-minded sports individuals get talking. Like I almost, I, I almost had a little crush on him. I didn't want him to go to his seat. I'm like, where are you sitting? Maybe we can meet up later. But uh, I think I see dude. the Ron Gant bobblehead over here on uh, one of the shelves. Hundred percent. Yeah, it was the. I think it was the firehouse one, where the no. Yeah, I think it. No, that was the. My Mongo's going to go grab one. it. We're yeah. We're, we're going to see if this is it. Is that? So is that I've been Ron down Gant? there. A couple of times. It's, uh, each year we went. Last year I went down with Greg. We took the kids down, went to uh-huh. the Mariner series, went to all three games. First time I went to all three games of a series. You guys took two out of three from us. Um, <laughs> what up, I Mom? enjoyed about being down there was that they have moonshine, Chipper Jones moonshine. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey Ron, welcome to the podcast. I know. We're trying to get Ron on here. Hey, we, we do have a, a couple. I don't want to spoil anything. Listeners will have to stay tuned. But here in the next month, we got a, we got a really big Braves name coming on. So you got to stay tuned for that one. Oh yeah, I need to. I need. So to who's your favorite Brave of all time? Who's who's your guy? I like Dale Murphy, obviously, because I mean, watching him give his all, he's the, one of the biggest Hall of Fame snubs. Uh, I love Fred McGriff. I mean, that was fantasy See, I, baseball. I don't. I don't think Dale Murphy's a Hall of Famer. I know a lot of people do, but I'm just, I'm on the plasma hall of very good. His peak was amazing, but hall it was so short lived. I just, I just, he's the trail Davis of baseball. But yeah, I mean, he was there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say trail Davis should be in the hall of fame. How many guys with multiple league MVPs haven't made the hall of fame? That's the thing. Mm, I, I do think trail Davis should be in the hall of fame. All right, fine. I, not, I can be the odd man out here. I'll accept it. I mean, if I was saying like Jeff Francoeur, I mean, that'd be like the Homer Hall of Fame pick. Jeff Francoeur knows he's never going to the Hall of Fame, and so do I. But I feel like Dale Murphy <laughs> was the face of the Braves for like over a decade and and backed it up with numbers. I feel like, I mean, Hall of Very very great maybe can we get can we can you, uh, give no, you know what this up? is this is just this is just the bias of the superstation and you being a young person and it's nostalgia you know it's it's kind of like how i feel when i think about going to blockbuster video in reality it kind of wasn't that great but you know what I, at that time in my life it was wonderful and del murphy in the 80s it was a vibe i'm sure well my biggie probably went to his restaurant i mean that's got to count for something and i think what you're trying to say i have is ted turneritis ted turneritis <laughs> yeah <laughs> that might be a thing. <laughs> hurry up and copyright that shit i know right let's put that on a t-shirt yeah that's the thing 100%. you got all these cubs and braves fans because of wgn and turner but uh dale yeah, murphy's yeah. a hall of famer we can move on to the next one all right fine uh we'll, we'll have that debate we'll do a regular show about that one day and just have a Dell Murphy conversation. You know who a couple of my all-time favorite Braves are as a Mariners fan? I love Terry Pendleton, 
Mark oh, nice one. Pendleton would go to the plate. Third base, baby. He was a great hitter. You knew he was taking the first pitch every time, and sometimes they'd still throw him something off speed, and it'd be one off. Oh, yeah. He's the type. He's like almost Vladdy Guerrero. Like, he would swing at it even if it was going to bounce. Like, he's swinging at that pitch. Um, Might hit it, Oh, yeah. Favorite Brave, too, though. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to not like Ronald Acuna. I mean, I I like him. I know a lot of people don't like him. Flashy. Was it Acuna or Albies that had the tattoo story this past week? It was Acuna, right? It was Acuna. Oh, no, dude. uh, I I saw it. And then Greg, who's got the flu and isn't here tonight, he told me about it. And this guy, they were doing like the meet and greet of the. uh, So there's this guy, Acuna Maniac. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know him or not. Greg knows him. He's big on uh, social media. Balls Ronald Acuna. He went to a meet and greet with Ronald Acuna and had him sign his arm and told him, hey, I'm going to turn this into a tattoo. Acuna's had his people reach out and find out where he was going to get it done at. Mm -hmm. Met him there and paid for the tattoo, and they did pictures and all that game. That's pretty good. Did you see his bling for the MVP award? I I did not, but I'm sure it's amazing. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I mean, he has that one where he leans down, that necklace, too. I mean, he's he's got some swag, I'll tell you what. I want to ask you a Saints question. Okay. Drew Brees, where do you rank him all time? Probably... All time. I mean, all time. You got to go back. Dan Marino, all that. I mean, modern day, like I'm 48. So, I mean, Dan Marino was when I was a kid. So if I go present day, I'd say top three all time. Got to be top 10. Um, I, I can respect that with the numbers, but not everybody will will buy that. But man, go look at how many times Breeze like led the league in yards or touchdowns or things like that. Like, and he's got the Super Bowl for New Orleans, which that in itself should put anybody in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, people were passing for yeah, more. Uh, more recently, guys are passing for more yardage, but he kind of played between two eras, and even in the the older era that he was in, he still put up. A ton of yards. And if you look at the top passing seasons all time, he's got like five of the top 10. Well, yeah. And I mean, to compete in New Orleans with the numbers of Tom Brady in New England and the numbers of of Peyton in Indianapolis, I mean, that's got to count for some. I mean, asterisks or not. I mean, he, the Saints weren't defending their quarterback the way those other two teams were. I mean, teams were built around them. And Drew Brees was the team was built around him to the best of their ability. If that makes well, sense. Well, and and he was playing at the best time with the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Like that, that's just going to happen. But man, Jed, we we hate to do this, but we got to run. We got bills to pay. We got another show we got to get on and jump to. But dude, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'd love to have you back on sometime. And we got to. Yeah. We got to do Anytime some research about uh, Air Force bases and MP stories because those were fun. Oh, yeah. You better hurry. I got more. Get out of your system. I'll get in and I'll get in on it with you with Air Force bases. I just want to say for 48, you're youthful looking. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be 49 in April. Uh, maybe I can come on that show for my birthday party. Hell yeah. Take the compliment and run with it. Biggie looks 20 years older than he is. But hey, brother, we appreciate you. I'll, it's I'll been awesome, you guys. Thank uh, you. Hey, I'll see you in your show notes once we get it up, man. But you have a wonderful night. Hey, we...